It's now time for Remember When with Uncle John. John Guess, Washita County's resident storyteller and local historian. Sit back now and enjoy a walk down memory lane as John recalls the days of yesteryear in his own unique way. You never know, some of it might even be true. So here's Uncle John, along with his trusty sidekick, Kelly Blair. Back on Remember When with Uncle John. This, however, is a very special day for you, I know, though, John. Well, my mother would be 98 years old today if she was still here. Wow. And uh, No, no, I'm sorry, 99. 99? She'd be 99 years old if she was still here today. Uh, We lost her uh, about 29 years ago. you know, there ain't nothing like a mama. Nope. You know, and, uh, of course, my daddy passed away when I was 16. But, you know, you still got one of your parents. But uh, when you lose the second one, you ain't nobody's baby boy no more. Absolutely. I'm not going to be worth killing uh, for at least a month and a half uh, if I lose either one of mine. I can guarantee. Uh, mama probably never weighed 100 pounds in her life. Right. Uh, you know, Wouldn't she mess was, with her, though. She was small and diminutive and kind of quiet and petite. And, uh, you know, uh, just uh, the thing of it is, in, you know, in those days, you know, she went to the eighth grade. Uh, they didn't have a high school at Red Hill in those days, you know. She went to the eighth grade, but she had the most distinctive handwriting that I've ever saw. Really? Uh, I honestly believe that when she was young, she practiced writing. Okay. Because, I mean, you can never, every A is the same, every B is the same. Uh, every way she ever wrote my name or her name or my daddy's name, I mean, it looks like a stamp. You know, it looks like it's it's just picture perfect. But um, of course, back then, that's how you corresponded. You actually wrote oh, letters. Yeah. You know, oh, mailed yeah. them. You know, got them in the mail. She used to say, "I wished I could see everything I ever cooked in one place." Oh, wow. You know, uh, she never had a job other than being a wife and a mother, full time, right there, and a homemaker. But. Uh, most of most of the most of the time I remember, um, she made she made a pie or a cake every day. Right, and they didn't go to waste. Oh yeah, no, she had to make another one every day because they didn't last long. On Sundays, we all you know we all went to her house and had lunch. And on Sundays, she'd either make two pies or two cakes. Every Sunday, she fried two chickens. Uh, every Sunday, big bowl of potato salad, the whole smear. Every Sunday. You know, I've 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 felt I've hated myself over the years. When I think back on those Sundays that I was too, I felt too bad to eat. You right. Know? What I would give to have one more bowl of her potato salad, or one more piece of her chocolate or coconut or 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 pecan pie. You know, but uh, Mama, like I said, she never had a job in her life, but she took care of everybody. She quilted two quilts a year. Uh, you know, for 40 years, uh, sit in there in the living room and watch her. She called them her stories. Yeah. Her soap operas and quilted uh, during the winter. Uh, washed clothes and, 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 you know, kept the house. And she had a brother she took care of. Uh, he never knew how to do anything until she passed away. And then he learned how to take care of himself. We told him, you know, you ought to learn that 40 years ago. But today would be her birthday. She'd be 99 years old. And, uh, you know, you, you're not going to have them forever, but if you had them 100 years, it wouldn't be enough. But, uh, you know, she would be real pleased with both of her boys and all of her grandkids, and she would be pleased to know that uh, we're all doing good. We've all got good jobs, and, 
and uh, we all, you know, we've all done good, uh, and we've carried on her legacy. Absolutely, there you go. You know, you mentioned a couple of times. Well, she never had a job. Sounds to me like she had the most important job of all. Oh, she did. She absolutely did. Uh, I never watched her read a recipe. You know, everything was in her head. Uh, and I mean, she she was just she was a mama. Yep. There and you she go. was she was she was despite what anybody else says, she was the head of the household. Absolutely, a pinch of this and uh, just a little bit more of that. You know, until it looks right. Just wassailing Wednesday around here. What you got for us today, Johnny? Well, it's time to stump Kelly and Price. Okay. I got one today. I promise, neither one of you's ever heard of. All right, lay it on me. Tiny Tim Hamilton. Nope, never heard of it. Six foot seven, two hundred seventy-five pounds. That's not tiny. <laughs> uh, he came out of Benton Harbor, Michigan, and he was the great Bobo Brazil's best friend. Now I've heard of that guy. Uh, you know, of course, Bobo Brazil was born in Little Rock. Yes, sir. And he was the very first major African American wrestling star. No question. And he was known worldwide, and he was respected worldwide. And Tiny Tim Hamilton lived two blocks from him in Benton Harbor, Michigan, and they both held together the WWWF Tag Team Championship on several occasions, the AWA Tag Team Championship, uh, the New Japan Tag Team Championship. Oh, wow. And they they traveled together. Uh, as I said, they lived two blocks apart. And according to what I have discovered, when they weren't wrestling, they were either eating barbecue together barbecuing together or playing cards together absolutely that's what you do with your best buddy around their their favorite thing to do was to go to chicago cubs games uh every time they were home had a few days off and the cubs were playing they would load up in uh, bobo's cadillac now they would they wouldn't go to a tigers game they'd go to the cubs game they'd go to the cubs game (laughs) there you go uh they uh Bobo Brazil got a new Cadillac, it said, at least once a year. Okay. And they'd load up in his Cadillac, and they'd go to Comiskey Park and watch the game. And uh, they would try to be incognito where people wouldn't know them. But, you know, how do you how do you hide two nearly seven-foot guys? You yeah, because Bobo was 6'8", six, 6'9", six, yeah. wasn't he? But, uh, you know, he's, he was, like I said, I'd never heard of him before. Uh, but he was a top-notch wrestler. He took on everybody back in the late 50s and 60s up into the 70s. Um, but he and Bobo were best friends, traveled together. Uh, he went by several different names, of course, like they all did. Reverend Hampton, Tiny Hampton, Tiny Tim Anderson. You know, they changed their names everywhere they went. Oh, know? sure, different territories. But he was, a, from all accounts, uh, the real deal, like Bobo. Uh, I had never heard of him, as I said, but I'm trying to find out some way. I can't find out when he was born, where he was born, or when he passed away. He got he got pretty good at that incognito thing that they did at Cubs games, didn't he? Uh, apparently so, yeah. <laughs> but uh, to to just be on the same level as Bobo Brazil puts you in a, kind of in a clash to yourself. No question, you're up there in the stratosphere. And, and you mentioned the AWA World Tag Team Title, New Japan World Tag Team Title. If the NWA had had a World Tag Team Title, you know they'd have won that one too. Absolutely, and you know, uh, uh, you would tend to think that maybe he was in a position. That you know, Bobo carried the carried the team, but apparently he was he was every bit the wrestler that Bobo Brazil was, and every bit as talented, and every bit as big. Absolutely, there you go. So you know, I just love uncovering these uh, 
these obscure wrestlers that most folks ain't never heard of because that was when wrestling was real. Oh, yeah, no question about it. I, I don't mind telling anybody I can't watch this anymore. You know, it's just it's kind of all cookie-cutter stuff, but the old stuff was the real deal. Yep, WrestleMania was last weekend, and as of this recording, I hadn't watched a single match. I'm, I'm sad to say, and of course, I didn't have power most of Saturday. was part of maybe part of that, but uh, I, I don't – don't really have a desire to go back. I don't know who's wrestling. I don't watch it anymore, but I'll get on YouTube and watch those old matches of those interviews. Now that right there is the most entertaining thing you can see. Well, I tell you what, Peacock's going to have to pick it up because they don't have the old stuff when they took over the WWE network. And this is one son of a gun right here is fixing to be without the WWE network. If they don't get the old stuff back on there. I understand that. We have got a top tune to be talked about Lay it on us, Johnny. Well, we've got our Colt Arkansas native today. Oh, yeah. Mr. Charlie Rich. The Silver Fox. Charlie Rich. Yes, sir. From Colt, Arkansas. Colt, Arkansas. Do you realize the man had five number one songs in 1974? No, I did not. Five number one songs. Just in one year. In one year. Wow. Most people never get two number ones in their life. Exactly. And he had five in one year. There's a lot of people who don't get one number one song any time in their life. And on this day in 1974... The number one song in the land was a very special love song. I'll be honest. I had to go back and look this one up after you told me this is what we were going to do today. But it's a great song. Written by Mr. Billy Sherrill, who's wrote thousands of songs, and Noro Wilson. They got a Grammy Award for it. Okay. Won a Grammy for the song. There you go. Uh, it was re- it was recorded in January of 74, and that's how quick it went to number one. Boom. In oh. just a few weeks. Stayed number one for three weeks. Stayed on the charts 19 weeks. Wow. But he had five number one songs in 1974. This was a Grammy, right? This was a Grammy. Now, you think when he went up to accept it, he pulled out his lighter and set the little piece of paper on fire? I don't think he did oh, that. Oh, not I don't on think this he one. did okay. that like yeah. he did Mr. John Denver. There you go. Poor old Charlie, man. He kind of hit the skids after that. Yeah, you know, but, they didn't take that one too well. But, you know, that was Charlie Rich, you know, from Colt, Arkansas. You never had to wonder where he stood on anything. Saw him live at the Jimmy Doyle country out there uh, east of Little Rock one time and, you know, put on a great show. Hey, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's going to wrap up Remember When with Uncle John, not only for today, but this week. We want to leave plenty of time so we can run a needle through this song. Let everybody remember just how big a very special love song was. And might still be big today. You never know. I want to send it out to my sweet Pam. She's on her way to work this morning up to the Washita Unit of the Arkansas Department of Corrections. There you go. Absolutely. Congratulations, Pam. Very special love song coming your way. We'll see you next week, John. See you next week, Kelly. You've been listening to Remember When with Uncle John on Y95. This broadcast can be heard each weekday morning at 645 on South Arkansas's favorite station, Y95.